Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the dueling club, learning one spell at a time. Hello, I'm Al. And I'm and Jen. And she's Jen. Yeah. And we are the dueling club. <sighs> Again with the it weirdness. It wasn't weird. It would have been good if you did not have to go, Again. Anyway, it, it was a good than, start. It was a good it start. It was a weird think, start. Think about it in your head for a second. No. So anyway, how are you doing? I'm okay. Yeah? What's up with you? Haven't seen you in a week. Um, <coughs> I guess I'll get into it in a second after this brief part and go into it long form. Okay. It's not bad. Anyway, okay. I'm okay. I'm just a little tired. How are you? I'm okay. I'm battling a cold, so if you guys hear me stuffy a little bit or hear me cough, I have a cough drop in my mouth right now, but I'm going to try my best. Don't have a cold. It's not It's not the big C. I took a rapid test yesterday. Well, I'm just saying don't get a cold. Well, it's not my fault. I blame you, though. I blame you. Okay. Okay, then. Yeah, other than that, I'm fine. Oh, and the fiancé's mom is out of the hospital. Woohoo! Nice. Nice. She's home and recuperating. Good. Yes. That is very goodly. <coughs> so, little bit, what are you talking about? Okay. So, this is going to be nerdy, and then not nerdy, and then important. Prepare thyself. Okay. So should I, I still, should I lean back? No, no, no. Okay. I so I still play New World even though it's dying. Okay. But even like a the guy who declares the like the death of games has already covered it. Okay. It went from nearly like a million players down to like twenty thousand. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I still play. Still in my my company. That's if you play other MMOs or something like that. It's like a guild. Um. And for a while, I was, like, the guild master. Then I stepped down because I stopped playing. And I'm a junior guild master. And, like, a friend of mine is the guild master. Uh, the, the titles are different. They're governor, consul, stuff like that. Um, but the gist is someone left the company yesterday. And we weren't really sure why. And then he sent the governor a message saying he didn't really like the vibe anymore. That he didn't feel like he could fit in. And that there's no hard feelings, but he just feels like he has to step away or whatever. And I was really critical. Like, I mean, if you would just unmute and talk to us in Discord, then you would be fine. Kind of thing, right? Yeah. And uh, the governor, my friend, was like, well, yeah, but you don't know where his head at or where he's at right now. Like, in terms of, like, if anything is happening in real life, like, you know, give him a break. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? That's a fair point. It is a so point. I posted it in guild chat, and I'll read the message exactly, actually. Um, in the a text channel, uh, I posted, At everyone, I just wanted to let everyone know, though we're primarily a New World company, we want everyone to feel welcome and valued here. If you're ever feeling down or need someone to talk to, please feel free to reach out. Mental health is incredibly important, and you matter. My DMs are always open. And it was pretty well received. Went, oh my god, he's so sweet. And I'm like, don't want points. I just don't want people to feel like we're just gaming friends. We're just friends. Yeah. Um, and so I got a call from one of the newer people at 2 in the morning. And he's like, I'm having like a really hard time right now. Okay. Like, Do you have a minute? And I was asleep. And I woke up for whatever reason. I wasn't feeling super well. Uh, and I checked my phone. And I had like a bunch of DMs. And I, I noticed his. And, you know, I spent like half an hour talking to him. And I didn't, like... It's so interesting because... We as people are told we're like, you know... Unique and individual. And we're... a Pardon, pardon the word because it's been co-opted and made to be something kind of mean... But, like, oh, you're, you're a unique snowflake kind of thing. Everyone's a little different in their yeah. way. 
Um, and, and why can't we just use the word snowflake like what it is? Exactly. Okay. I, like I said, it's been co-opted to be used as like an insult. Yes. Um, and I and he talked about what was bothering him, which I'm not going to go into detail because it's like private stuff. Not that anyone knows who he is, but still. Yeah. Um, and I realized that what he was going through was exactly what I was going through last month. Yeah. Uh, and I will explain my story a little bit, very briefly. But I invested myself into someone two months ago, and it did not go how I wanted. If you guys are listening to the podcast, then you are aware of the situation to some degree about someone visiting. Uh, it didn't go well. Um, and he's in a similar situation, and he's like, I've lost kind of all motivation. I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should try because I really care, because at least I can say I tried. And it's just like, it sucks because I know exactly how he feels. Yes. So, yeah. I don't know. It, it's rough. Mental health is tricky. Yeah. I, I, yes. Yes, it is. And I'm glad you were there for him. I think that the same way that you were there for him, I hope somebody's there for you. And that you allow them to be there for you. Because that's your thing. Yep. You, you hermit. You go into your shell. Yes, I do. And then you don't allow anyone to help you. Yep. As I stare you down. Don't hermit. Okay. Anyway. Um, yes. That, that's why I'm tired. Um, I didn't know that I would get a message you know like that so soon but i guess i don't know him him basically saying he doesn't know why he's alive in i abbreviated it yeah he was his was a couple of sentences yes um i don't know it it made me sad because i felt similarly before it's like a morbid topic that we should probably steer clear of to some degree we can talk about it off of the podcast well it, it's just i want everyone to know that like like i said in the message to my my new world company and i'm saying it to whoever is listening whether you're avidly listening or in passing or whatever like you matter yes so like life isn't always going to be happy the way I see it, life is like a mountain range. There's peaks and there's valleys. And you have to strive through the valleys to get to your next peak. And then no one... There's going to be an inevitable fall back to the valley. But then there's another peak that's just around the corner. So, you know. I don't know. Now there's corners too? There's corners, valleys, peaks. I don't know. Goodness, that's a whole lot of terrain. Quite. Anyway, yeah, that, that that was my bit. Yeah, well, I like we've we've said it before. We're open for anyone who needs to talk about anything. Um, I've talked to a couple of our listeners before, um, so we're not we're not like oh yeah, your struggles are over there. No, if you need someone to talk to, just send us a message. We're good. We're here for you. And I need to blow my nose. Do it. No, Coward. I'll wait. I'll wait. Because I feel like... So, one of the things yeah. about me is that when I get a cold, I get super mucusy, super phlegmy. Mm -hmm. On top of the fact that I already have allergies that make me super phlegmy. Mm -hmm. So, I end up going through not one tissue box, but tissue boxes when I have a cold. And I feel like it gets to the point where that I'm blowing my nose so much that I'm popping my ears a lot mm -hmm. and then my ears start hurting. Mm. The struggle. So I am trying not to get to that point because I can already tell that my ears are not functioning the way that they should at mm. the moment. Like everything's a little bit yeah, duller. Poopy, poopy yeah. So poopy I'm trying not to do that right now. Yeah. Yeah. 
Such is life. Such is life. But you know what is not poobies? Oh, here we go. Our podcast. There it is. Like, follow, and subscribe. We have a Facebook page. We have a Facebook group. We have Instagram. We even have Twitter, sort of, kind of. You can listen to us on any podcasting site you use. We're hosted on Podbean, but you can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, CastBox, and any other um, platform, podcast platform streaming things. Mm-hmm. Cool. Like, follow, subscribe, comment. We don't bite. Yeah, I did the thing. You did it. I did do the thing. And now we're going to do the thing. Yes. And what is the thing? Talk about Harry Potter. Yes. Oh, yeah. So this is Harry Potter in the Order of the Phoenix. I don't know why I said it that way. Don't ask me. I have no no answers. Uh, season 5, episode 37. Yes. I had to check that out first to make sure that I said the right one. Mm-hmm. Um, chapter 31. Chapter 31. O-W-L's. O-W-L's. Owls. Yes. Um, so, quick recap from last episode. Hagrid's got a brother who is Grop-y. a tiny little giant. Um, he's, so he's the runt of the pack. It's... There's like a lot of stuff. There was a lot. So so basically, Fred and George have left. Everybody's yeah. talking about their fantastic they, they become a exit. Legend, basically. Yes. Um, the school as a whole basically revolts against Umbridge and yes. the rule. Yes. She's a tyrant. Yes. Um, and then yeah, I mean, basically, it's just there's Quidditch, and then there's Grop. And so there's the fact that the centaurs have turned against Haggard. Yes. In a big way. Well, and no that's because... Because... Ferenc started working for well, Dumbledore. he saved Ferenc yes. from them killing him. Yes. And then he began working for Dumbledore. Because he should not have gotten involved in, in centaur matters. Yes, so basically it's like a double-edged thing. Where yeah. it's like, they especially hate Haggard because he saved him and then... Helped him, I guess, in some way get appointed as a professor. Well, no, through Dumbledore. Not I through mean, Dumbledore. It was more like Dumbledore asked Ferenz, and Ferenz said, "Yeah." And then the centaurs found out, and they were mad. And Hagrid was probably no, already Hagrid's there. That you know what I mean? Yeah, Where it's Hagrid saved Ferenz, and now Ferenz is kind of available because he can't go back to the forest. Yeah, and Hagrid told Dumbledore what happened, and Dumbledore was like, "Come teach divination." And Friends is like, I don't have any other plans. Yeah. So Hagrid is like doubly blamed. Fidens. Yes, Fidens. Yes. It's your auditory difference. Yes. Anyway. Uh, yeah, saved his life, so... Yeah, and got on the job, so... Double bad guy Hagrid. Double whammy. Yes. Yeah, and, and we see Grop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Harry and Hermie... Agree to look after him if something happens to Hagrid. Oh, and Ron apparently is now the king. The king, because <laughs> he stops everything. Mm-hmm. Doesn't let a single quaffle in. No. That's why Gryffindors all sing. Weasley is our king. There you go. <clears throat> so, pow. Next start. day. Ron, well, same day. Ron's elation over his uh, performance and Gryffindor's victory lasts well into the next day. Yes. Harry and Hermione let him enjoy it before telling him they missed the match because Hagrid dragged them away to see Grop. Oh. Ron is incredulous that Hagrid brought back a giant and reluctant to help care for one, much less teach it English. Hold on a second. So I completely understand this. Because whenever Hagrid does something he's not supposed to do, it seems like Ron is at the the short end of the stick. Ron's like, no, we are not doing this again. We had the spiders. Now, now we have, no, no. Well, the and first time, Norbert. True. Which he ended up getting hand. dragon dragon pox or something. On, no, no like, it, it was a bite. And it was like oh, a, it was a poisonous bite. Yeah. poisonous bite. 
Because a baby dragon bit. Oh, I how, I, how I qualify. It was a mildly poisonous bite. Yeah. It's fine. Because, I mean, if His it was completely poisonous, yeah, yeah. yeah, he'd be dead. Yeah. So, he, he'd be sharing a toilet with Myrtle. There you go. So, there's there's that, and then there's the sp- follow and the, then spiders, the spiders. And then, even though Buckbeak was a sweet lad, a sweet chap. Yes. Um... I mean, he was he was teaching all about monsters, blasting the scroots. The year, the next year, blasting the scroots. Yeah. Hagrid, stop! <laughs> Someone stop him! <laughs> Someone make him not go for the creatures. Yes. So he's lost his mind, he says, and Hermione concurs, but says that they promised to help Hagrid. Why? Yes. Okay, I'm I, why does Hagrid think it's okay to entrust helping a giant to 15-year-olds? Like, I mean, te- the, technically they've done, they've done more complicated. I, I know, but we also don't... No, 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 it's not okay. Okay. That's like saying, hey, um, no, that already happened. I was going to say fire-breathing dragon. Already happened. There you go. So never mind. It's already happened. See? That's all I said. Just another day. (laughs) Just another day with Hagrid. Yep. The fifth year ordinary wizarding level examinations begin. Ow. And Harry... I had to. I'm sorry. No. Begin. And Harry is relieved that many questions cover familiar information. I mean, I would hope so. You did just spend the entire year learning this stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it, like, covers everything from beginning to now. And it's like, I really hope you paid attention. You've been <laughs> doing this for years now. But, okay, okay. Um, in the first week, he performs... Um, what? That's, that's weird. He, per- he performs well in Charms, Transfiguration, Herbology, and Defense Against the Dark Arts. How many hours? Okay. Okay. So, let's, let's talk about this. So... Owls are, are going to happen. Yes. Or they're happening. Yes. And everyone's freaking out. Yes. So remember Ernie McMillan? Yes. He started interrogating people about their study habits. Mm-hmm. So he's like, how many hours a day do you think you're studying? Yep. And Ron is like, I don't know, a few? He's like, more or less than eight. What? Why, why are you? Why? And then Ron says... Unless, I suppose. And he's like, oh, I'm doing eight. Eight or nine. I'm getting an hour in before breakfast every day. Eight's my average. I can do ten on a good weekend day. It's like, why are you... That's a weird flex, but okay. Yeah, he's a, he's a, little, he's a little weirdo, you know? Yeah, and then Draco in Malfoy in all of his disgustingness. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm not a Draco fan. So let's move on. Well, he, he says he's just a bully and like a cowardly person. Yeah, so I get it. And he starts with the, "It's not what you know; it's, it's who, who you, you know." know. Now, father's been friendly with the head of the Wizarding Examination Authority for years, old Griselda Marchbanks. We've had her round for dinner and everything. Cool. Dude. And it's like, so your dad's gonna buy your grades? That's awesome. Nice that you can admit that and be like super proud of it. Yeah. Am I smart? No, but can I get good grades? Yes. Yeah. Wow, incredible. And Which then, is funny because if I recall correctly, didn't Lucius allude to the fact that Malfoy, or Draco rather, um, should be ashamed that he was behind a muggle-born. Yes. But it was in a way to say that he was like second. Yeah. In his year so, kind of thing. So it's like he's smart. He's super smart. He's just... So think of it like... And I know that you had people in your high school that were the same way. I know I did. Who People who are very smart, um, but don't have to do anything about it. Like, they don't have to try hard, so they don't try at all. Yeah. And then they have those super strict parents who are like, you should be getting A's. And they're like, I, I am. No, but you should be getting hundreds instead of 97s. Mm. Yeah. So that's kind of what it is. But I think it's even funny that Harry's like, do you think that 
this is true or Hermione says this is you think that this is true and Ron's like I don't know and Neville's like I don't think it is because Griselda Marchbanks is friends of, of is a friend of my grand's and she's never mentioned the Malfoys <laughs> so he's a liar face I mean it's not definitive proof but it's low-key little circumstantial anyway yeah. um so that we, that we covered the, the extra credit? Oh, wait a second. What? And then they're talking about it, and it's like, no, um... They ask what she's like, um, what, who, Griselda, what Griselda Marchbanks is like, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, she's a bit like my gran, really. Uh, knowing her won't help hurt your chances, though, will it? Ron told him encouragingly. I don't think it's going to make any difference. Gran's always telling Professor Marchbanks I'm not as good as my dad. Well, you saw what she's like at St. Mungo's. Why? Why does Gran not just build him up? Like, I get it. He's not like his dad. He's not his dad. He's Neville. The thing is, is that his Stop dad, it. his dad would be proud of him. His dad would be super proud of him. His parents would be super proud of him, no matter what. Yeah. No, no. It's the fact that they would see his growth throughout the years from being like a a toad having sort of. I apologize for the insult here, like imbecile, sort of, because that, that was his sort of role was to be the yeah. idiot, the forgetful idiot. The, clumsy idiot into being part of sort of like the junior version of the order of the phoenix and being in dumbledore's army and i mean what happens later in this book i'm not going to give a spoiler because it's it's a cool scene rather yeah. live in that moment as opposed to bring it up now yeah like he evolves he yeah evo- he, he's not a bumbling idiot he's like a fiercely loyal friend i think he just needed somebody to believe in him I think that's all it is. Yeah. All kids just need someone who speaks love and admiration and respect and and affection into them. And then they grow into these really capable people. And, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it feels bad for Neville in the beginning, but he definitely becomes... He grows into, like, a very... Yeah. He's one of he's one of the characters I really like. He's not the main trio. No. And we don't see him that that much. Mm-hmm. But when he shows up, he shows up. But he's incredibly relevant. Yes. Okay. So, um and before the the owls start there's actually a whole black market in aids for concentration, mental agility, and wakefulness. And it's Which like, all dang, the old. fifth years and seventh years are, are trying to figure this stuff out. Mm. Ron and Harry almost bought a bottle of Barufio's brain elixir <laughs> that oh, Hermione man. ended up confiscating and was like, this isn't going to help you. You might as well take Harold Dingle's powdered dragon claw and, ha- and be done with it. Wait, he's got powdered dragon claw? <laughs> Ron says eagerly. Mm. Uh-huh. Not anymore," said Hermione. "I confiscated but that, that stuff too. Actually, does work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh goodness. Anyway, so yeah. So owls. the owls start. Yes, charms. And um, so McGonagall before they start, they get their exam schedules during their transfiguration lesson, mm. and McGonagall says. As you can see, your owls are spread over two successive weeks. You will sit the theory exams in the morning and the practice in the afternoons. Your practical astronomy examination will, of course, take place at night. Makes sense. I mean, it's practical astronomy. You kind of have to, I don't know, see the stars. Um, Now, I must warn you that the most stringent anti-cheating charms have been applied to your examination papers. Auto answer quills are banned and self-correcting ink. Oh, wait, are banned for the examination hall as are remember alls, detachable cribbing cuffs and self-correcting ink. The thing is, is why remember alls? We know that they don't tell you what you've forgotten. They tell you that you've forgotten something, but 
at that point, maybe it, somebody it, figured out how to enchant it so that it would tell you well, what you forgot. It it may no no it, it definitely makes sense because you're just answering a question. You've done a long form. You've written something out, and then it turns right, and, and you grab the remember all, and it goes and you're like, I forgot something important. Think, think. <gasps> this important detail. Look at it again. Doesn't go red. Yeah. Next question. It makes sense to some degree, but also like, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. And then she goes on to say, every year, I'm afraid to say, seems to harbor at least one student who thinks he or she can get around the Wizarding Examination Authority's rules. I can only hope that it is not that it is nobody in Gryffindor. Our new headmistress, Professor McGonagall pronounced the word with the same look on her face that Aunt Petunia had whenever she was contemplating a particularly stubborn bit of dirt has asked the heads of house to tell their students that cheating will be punished most severely because, of course, your examination results will reflect upon the headmistress's new regime at the school. <laughs> she lets out a tiny sigh and then says, however, that is no reason not to do your best. You have your own futures to think about. And of course, Hermione wants to know when they'll find out their results. And she says, no, we'll be sent to you sometime in July. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, then, then they start. Wow. Concise. Yeah. And they start. I'm trying to see which one. You said... Which one is first? I have, they have it listed as Charm, Transfiguration, Herbology, and Defense Against the Dark Arts. I'm not sure what order that's in. I'd have to look as well, but I don't have the book in front of me at the moment because I am awful. Okay. Um. Yes, well... Blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to see. I don't... <laughs> Ron was reading two years of charm notes with his fingers in his ears. <laughs> so, yes, I'm guessing it's charms first. That's what it go. says. Um, Which is funny because I've never really had the feeling that they were any good at charms. Not that they were bad at charms. I think Harry definitely probably took the lead in who's good at charms uh, last year. Because you had to learn, you know, a bunch of spells for the Triwizard Cup, the Triwizard Tournament. Um, so he definitely, you know, we know for a fact that he didn't know how to do a summoning charm. He figured that out. He figured out the the four corner spell, like a bunch of random little charms and stuff like that to help him. Yeah. So he's probably better than Ron at charms. Yeah, I would say I'm so. I'm not sure about Hermione because, like, she has to she the one, yeah. It's like... And she's already read all the books. Yeah. And and she charmed the... She used the, the Proteus charm for the... Protean uh, charm for the coin. Did that happen yet? It did yeah, happen. It happened already. Because they're gone. Yeah. Yeah. So she's already... And, and wasn't it Ernie who said that's Newt level stuff? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah so yeah. I'm, I'm going to say she's probably... Far above. Yeah. So the, I, was, I could definitely see her and Harry getting... Uh, exceeds expectations. Yes. Or outstanding. Ron, I I would think acceptable. acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not that he's not smart. It's just that it's it doesn't come as naturally to him as it does Hermione. And Harry had to learn it. Well, I think studying in general is something that Ron doesn't particularly enjoy. No. He's not Percy, but he's not as lackadaisical as the twins. But... He also doesn't have a drive to be super, to get a bajillion owls because he's not going to be how many Percy got. Yeah. So. It's kind of hard for him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I think it's funny. Harry's like, I don't know what I'm doing. And it says here, uh, the first question. A. Question one. Mm -hmm. A. Give the incantation. And B. Describe the wand movement required to make objects fly. Like I said. And then he has a, a fleeting memory of a club soaring high into the air and landing loudly on the thick skull of a troll. Mm -hmm. Smiling slightly, he bent over the paper and began to write. I love Switch that he remembers 
Yes. I love that he remembers things with his friends. Yep. To get him through this. Mm-hmm. Which to me makes sense. Like his father would probably have done the same thing. You remember Levy Corpus? Ha 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 ha. That's like, oh my god. Uh, yeah. Okay. So then they're done. And Hermione doing her Hermione thing is like, well, that wasn't too bad, is it? And Ron's like, listen, we've already gone over this. We're not going over an exam after we're done with it. We've already done it once. It was bad enough. It's twice the stress. Yes. I think he even says something to that degree as well. He says, Hermione, we've been through this before. We're not going through every exam afterwards it's bad enough having uh, uh, it's bad enough doing them once yep yeah um they have lunch um and then you know they small groups of students are called forward in alphabetical order after lunch and they have to actually practice the incantations in front of people um yeah everything's fine Everyone does well. Mm. Uh, because we're in incantations, this is the one that, the like, charms. This is the one that I absolutely love. He goes to Professor Tofty. Um, and he can see from a short distance away, he can see that Professor Marchbanks is there. And she's the one um, testing Draco Malfoy. So I think it's funny. That Draco mentions her and she's the one who ends up testing him. Um, but Professor Tofty is like, Potter, is it the famous Potter? And out of his corner, uh, Harry can see Malfoy throws a scathing look at him. Mm-hmm. And the wine glass that he was trying to levitate fell to the floor and smashed. <laughs> it's like, Malfoy, just focus on yourself. Mind your business. Now you're messed up. That's what I'm saying. Um, Mind your profanity. So Professor Tofty smiled back at him and he's like, "Uh, that's it. No need to be nervous. Now, if I could ask you to take this egg cup and make it do some cartwheels for me. (laughs) Okay. Yes. All right. And he does everything. His, His levitation charm was much better than Malfoy's. And though he wished he hadn't mixed up the incantation for color changing and growth charms so that his rat um, that he was supposed to turn orange swelled shockingly to the size of a badger before Harry could rectify his mistake. Terrifying. It happens. Um, Ron caused a dinner plate to mutate into a large mushroom and had no idea how it happened. Nice. I love it. So then he's he's doing everything. Everything is fine. And Professor Tofty is like, oh, that's awesome. You're doing really great. Well, I think that's all, Potter, unless... And he leans forward a little bit and he says, I heard from my dear friend, Tiberius Ogden, that you can produce a Patronus for a bonus point? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Harry looking directly at Umbridge and imagining her being sacked, mm-hmm. says Expecto Patronum. Why would you in- give that kind of inflection to it? I don't know. The that silver stag erupted from the end of his wand and cantered the length of the hall. All of the examiners looked around to watch its progress and when it dissolved into the silver mist, Professor Tofty clapped his veined and knotted hands enthusiastically. Excellent, he said. Very well, Potter, you may go. <laughs> and he's like, that's right, I got this in the bag. Because, you know. He's got it. He got it. Who, the, you know, who else in their year is going to be able to produce a Patronus I mean, charm? Even I some, mean, even everyone in Dumbledore's can't. army, but... Yeah, even some adults can't, though. Like, yeah. It's not an easy bit of magic. No. Nope. It requires a very strong, happy memory. Indeed. And I'm, I'm going to say a decent, you know, decently clean soul. I'm going to venture that far to say that. But anyway, um... And he passes Umbridge on his way out, 
and she's got this little smirk on her face but he's like I'm good I know I did well um you know they do all of their other ones everything's going fine they don't really talk about anything else Hermione's in such a bad mood because of all these exams well she stresses herself out yeah and and Ron is like such a lovely sweet tempered girl (laughs) (laughs) yep oh yeah oh a Niffler got into Professor Umbridge's After Hermione's ancient runes exam, Hermione reports that someone put another Niffler into Umbridge's office. It will be another excuse to sack Hagrid. She already doesn't like Hagrid. She already dislikes anyone that isn't a fully magical human. And because Hagrid is half giant, like he's on the list. Which is why she also wrote that legislation against uh, werewolves. Thunder. Thunder. We're not related. <laughs> We're not related at all. True. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's it's that time of year. Yeah, in yeah. in New Jersey, it's just it's, 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 it's gonna it's, rain. It's in a lot of the country actually. Um, um it's it's mostly right now it's mostly the the East Coast. Well, We're it, in that well, yes, but I'm saying right now it's mostly on the East Coast. Well, yeah. Um and specifically, we tend to be a humid environment anyway, because we're on the coastline. So, it happens. Stop. Okay. Okay. The following Monday, Harry does reasonably well in the potions exam as Snape is absent. Wonder where he's at. Tuesday is care of magical creatures, and Wednesday morning is astronomy. Snape is absent? Uh, Yes. Why was Snape absent? Because. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Both Harry and Ron failed divination miserably on Wednesday. (laughs) During the evening astronomy practical exam, Harry spies Umbridge and a group heading for Hagrid's hut. A battle breaks out, and stunning spells are cast at Hagrid, though his massive body deflects them. Professor McGonagall runs to Hagrid's aid, shouting that the people who are attacking him are cowards. I'm pretty sure. That degree. Hold on a second. Yep. I found it. Yep, read it. Okay, so... Ahem, 20 minutes to go. Um... So most people turn to their telescopes. Um... But everybody had theirs pointed in the direction of, or the trio has theirs pointed in the direction of Hagrid's cabin. Uh, Hermione jumped and returned at once to her star chart. Harry looked down at his own and noticed that he had mislabeled Venus as Mars. He bent to correct it. There was a loud bang from the grounds. Several people said, ouch, as they poked themselves in the face with the ends of the telescope. Yeah, uh, hastening to see what was going on below. Hagrid's door had burst open, and by the light flooding out of the cabin, they saw him quite clearly, a massive figure, roaring and brandishing his fists, surrounded by six people, all of whom, judging judging by the tiny threads of red light they were casting in his direction, seemed to be attempting to stun him. Six people. Six like damn and it's not because of his size yeah it's, it's theorized it's because of his giant blood yeah cause he might become dangerous you never know per per Dumbridge um Stupid Dumbridge. Hermione cries no and Professor Toft is like my dear this is an examination but no one is paying attention to their charts anymore they're just watching jets of red lights were still flying beside Hagrid's cabin, yet somehow they seemed to be bouncing off of him. He was still upright and still, what? as far as Harry could see, fighting. Cries and yells echoed across the grounds. A man yelled, be reasonable, Hagrid, and Hagrid roared, reasonable be damned, you won't take me like this, Dollish. What do you mean, be reasonable? Y'all attacked him, him in his house. Y'all can just go, hey, Hagrid. You're fired. And he would have been like, okay. 
I'll, I'll go live in the woods. I, I will leave. Yeah. They attacked him. There were there were no words. It, there it, were no it words. was just attacking. Like, don't even pretend. Harry could see the tiny outline of Fang attempting to defend Hagrid, leaping at the wizard surrounding him until a stunning spell caught him and he fell to the ground. Y'all messed with, with Fang? Like, they attacked, they stunned Fang. Did I'm they, mad. I, th- I thought they... Oh, no, no, I'm no, 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 no. I'm thinking of a different moment. I'm Continue. mad now. Hagrid gave a howl of fury. Makes sense. Lifted the culprit bodily from the ground and threw Yeet. him. Yeet. The man flew what looked like ten feet and did not get up again. Okay. So I understand why he did it. Because I kind of would have wanted to do it too. However... That's just giving Dumbridge more ammunition. Like, see? His his uh, savage giantness came out. Let's be real, though. If he wanted to, he could have taken them all out if Harry Potter was rated R. Yes. This is where the book ends a little bit, to some degree. A little bit. Like, it shortened a couple of chapters. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. It should have happened. Okay. So, we're going to keep going. Um, uh, Hermione gasped both hands over her mouth Harry looked around at Ron and saw that he too was looking scared none of them had ever seen Hangrid, Hangrid really? Hagrid in a real temper before look squealed Pavardi who was leaving, leaning over the parapet and pointing to the foot of the castle where the front door seemed to have opened again more light had spilled out onto the dark lawn in a single long black shadow was now rippling across the lawn. Now, really, only 16 minutes left, you know, said Professor Tofty anxiously. The exam is over. The exam is still happening, people! No, no, it's over. It's over? Okay. It's over. How dare you, the figure shouted as she ran. How dare you! It's McGonagall, whispered Hermione. That's right, dun-dun-dun, enter Queen McGonagall. Um, leave him alone. Alone, I say. On what grounds are you attacking him? He has done nothing, nothing to warrant such. Hermione, Pavardi, and Lavender all screamed. No fewer than four stunners had shot from the figures around the cabin toward Professor McGonagall. Halfway between cabin and castle, the red beams collided with her. For a moment, she looked luminous, illuminated by an eerie red glow, then was lifted right off her feet, landed hard on her back, and moved no more. Galloping gargoyles, shouted Professor Tofty, who seemed to have forgotten the exam completely. See, even the dog is all into it. Not so much as a warning. Outrageous behavior! Cowards! bellowed Hagrid, his voice carrying clearly to the top of the tower, and several lights flickered back on inside the castle. Ruddy cowards! Have some of that! And that! Oh my! gasped Hermione. Hagrid took two massive swipes at his closest attackers. Judging by their immediate collapse, they had been knocked out cold. Harry saw him double over and thought for a moment that he had finally been overcome by a spell. But on the contrary, next moment Hagrid was standing again with what appeared to be a sack on his back. Then Harry realized that Fang's limp body was draped around his shoulders. Get him! Get him! screamed Umbridge. But her remaining helper seemed highly reluctant to go within reach of Hagrid's fists. Indeed, he was backing away so fast he tripped over one of his unconscious colleagues and fell over. Hagrid had turned and began to run with Fang, still hung around his neck. Umbridge sent one last stunning spell after him, but it missed, and Hagrid, running full pelt toward the distant gates, disappeared into the darkness. Can we be honest, though? If Hagrid knew... What? Wait, wait, wait. There was a long minute's quivering silence, everybody gazing open-mouthed into the grounds. Then, Professor Tofty's voice said feebly, Um, five minutes to go, everybody. Can you move that, please? She wants to get over here. Uh, we can move over here. Oh, there was a wire. So, so, and Hermione's first reaction is, 
That evil woman! Again, I was going to say this before. Can we be honest? If Fang wasn't okay, I don't think there would have been a survivor of what just happened. Yeah. Like, Hagrid gives me that feel that, like... Like, he checked him to make sure he was still alive and then grabbed him. Well, if you mess with, with someone... Or, or I don't, I don't want to say some things. I hate referring to animals as things. But yeah, no, it, I know. It, it, it makes sense. So if you hurt someone or something that Hagrid cares about, I think that's one of those things where it's like release restraint. Like, yeah. You're, you, if you survive, you're lucky. Yes. So, yeah. Your dog is shedding big time. Yeah, she is. I have the. I don't know where the brush is. I lost it. I have oh. two brushes. Well, you're going to have to buy another one. Yeah. Because she... Oh, my God. She jumped she's, on me. She jumped on me, and she's now part of the podcast. There you go. Right? She's right like edit this. this episode for us. As oh, soon as you mind. said edit, she decided to disappear. Listen. She's like, oh, work? She, nope. She just like me. <laughs> she's like, work? I don't think so. Um, later in the common room, Hermione comments that the Nifflers in Umbridge's office uh, will be used as a pretext... What? What? No, you... you. No, I literally read the thing. Don't yeah. Because this is nonsensical. Okay, so let's go back. That's when she's like that evil woman. She clearly wanted to avoid another scene like the one with Trelawney. Hagrid did well, didn't he? How come all the spells bounced off of him? And Hermione was like, it'll be his giant's blood. It's very hard to stun a giant. They're like trolls, really tough. But poor McGonagall... Four stunners straight in the chest, and she's not exactly young, is she? And Ernie says, dreadful, dreadful, you know. And they're back. Her Lavender says, I just hope Professor McGonagall's all right. They carried her back up to the castle. We watched through the dormitory window, said Colin Creevy. She didn't look very well. Madame Pomfrey will sort her out, says Alicia Spinnett. Uh, she's never failed yet. And then their final exam is history of magic. Um, oh my goodness. She just wants attention and love and probably to go outside. Yeah. So let's, let's do this one quick. Come on, yeah. come on. And so they're, forget that. So they're going um, to do oh. their history. Yeah. No, I think it's the fact that they're talking about what just happened, right? Like oh, you yeah. Said. And, and Hermione's just like, the Nifflers are probably the pretext for them having gone down yeah. there to sack Hagrid. Umbridge, yeah, she says... And then Lee Jordan admits that he's the one who put them there. But Hermione, you know, probably to So it's here. It says, Umbridge hates part human, said Hermione bitterly, flopping down into an armchair. She, is o- she was always going to try and get Hagrid out. And she thought Hagrid was putting Nifflers in her office, piped up Katie Bell. And that's when Lee Jordan says, Oh blimey, it's me it's me been putting the uh, me's been putting the Nifflers in her office. Fred and George left me a couple. I've been levitating them in through her window. She'd have sacked him anyway, said Dean. He was too close to Dumbledore. Hundred percent. That's true, said Harry. Um, and that's when Lavender says, I just hope Professor McGonagall's all right. Anyway, that that yeah, hundred percent the Nifflers were the excuse to sack him. Yes. And then it's actually because she's prejudiced against half breeds. Oh yeah. Quote unquote. Yes. Um Harry exhausted falls asleep during uh, next afternoon's history of magic exam. In another vision, he sees himself entering the room with the glass orbs, and inside he sees Voldemort torturing Sirius. Yes. So it says Um The Man on the Floor. Okay, the black shape upon the floor shifted a little. Harry saw a long-fingered white hand clutching a wand rise on the end of his own arm. Heard the high, cold voice say, Crucio. The man on the floor let out a scream of pain, attempted to stand, but fell back, uh, writhing. Harry was laughing. He raised his wand, the curse lifted, and the figure groaned and became motionless. Lord Voldemort is waiting. Very slowly, his arms trembling, the man on the floor raised his shoulders a few inches and lifted his head. His face was bloodstained and gaunt, twisted in pain, yet rigid with defiance. 
You'll have to kill me, whispered Sirius. Undoubtedly I shall in the end, said the cold voice, but you will fetch it for me first, Black. You think you have felt pain thus far? Think again. We have hours ahead of us and nobody to hear you scream. But somebody screamed as Voldemort lowered his wand again. Somebody yelled and fell sideways off a hot desk onto the cold stone floor. Harry hit the ground and awoke, still yelling, his scar on fire as the great hall erupted all around him. Dang. Like, what a terrible time to fall asleep. And to wake up in the middle of the hall screaming. From a nightmare where your godfather is being tortured by the boogeyman. Yeah. That's pretty apt, actually. Yeah. Look at me go. I'm on fire. Not really. I... That's another series. It is. So... (laughs) I don't know. It's got to be really, really scary. Yeah. Like, the visions have been pretty bad. I mean, he was able to save Mr. Weasley with one of them. But now this is like Mission Impossible. Break into the ministry. Save Sirius. Don't get killed. Yeah. Well, that's the level of of activity he's going to have to do. Like, something's going to have to happen now. Because he can't just sit around and, and let Sirius be tortured. Because if any of his other dreams have are an indication of what's happening right now, like, he, he had a dream, he had a nightmare that Mr. Weasley was being attacked by a snake. Lo and behold, they find Mr. Weasley exactly where he was in the dream, having been attacked by a magical snake who's that wounds the wounds that he inflicted wouldn't heal powerful snake yeah now he's dreaming about Sirius being tortured Mm -hmm. so logically it makes sense that his mind would go that last one was essentially a premonition of or a view of what was happening this one is the same thing he got like chrome casted what happened yeah he got uh exclusive streaming rights nice Alrighty, so that's that, everyone. That's awful. I know, right? (sighs) This is no good. Nope. No good. Hagrid's gone. Fang got stunned. Bad day. McGonagall got stunned by four people. And at her age. Like, that's not good. No. Well, because in my head... It's terrible. In my head it goes stunned and then, like... That what's the ultimate stun? Death. I mean, yeah, eventually. And what happens when spells like compound? Is their magic is amp- like they? It's not. It's not like one plus one. Mm-hmm. It's like two times two. Yep. Yeah. So. Stunk. Yeah. Okay. Well then, that is that. We'll be back soon. Ish. Bye. Bye. Go.